that's the beginning of a party right Welcome, there. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast and video extravaganza known internationally as Hi, the world-famous Smoking and Toasting. Uh, welcome! It's show number two hundred and fifty-three. We are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, and we'll be talking a lot of cigars today yeah. because we are at one of Houston's finest smoking establishments. Oldest smoking yes. establishment. Yep, in Houston. that's right. That's right. We are at the Briar Shop, yeah. which is in the Rice Village area in Houston, and this is our first time to broadcast from here. So it's a. Uh, I'm really excited. I've about been being coming here. up to the shop for years now. Uh, one of the uh, owners will be joining us in a little uh, one of the later segments here, so we'll get to talk to him about a little bit of the history of the place and things like that too. Well, I know if you're a pipe smoker, this is like a number it's one the place, on your yeah. list. Yeah, it's because the they have got uh, they've got not only an amazing selection of pipes, but a uh, a wide variety of of tobaccos. I was I was resisting the urge as I was over with the pipe tobacco to just open them all one by one and take a big, you know, take a big. You know, uh, so so we've done a few pipe shows uh, in the past, but one of a. Uh, one of my go-to tobaccos is the accountant, which they sell here. It's uh, one of their yes. aromatic blends that so, I absolutely love. So I saw one called the Detective, and that has me curious. They got some great ones. Ah, they got one I called, see what you did there. They got yeah. one called Old Bookstore too. That, oh, I like, I like. <laughs> like I want to buy that just for the name. Yeah, some of them are really. It's worth it just for the name. <laughs> well, we have not introduced our guest. If you've, uh, if you're a regular on the show, you may know him already. He's been with us before. He's one of our favorite guests, which we only say about. Every guest. Every guest. But he is <laughs> no, but this guy seriously that. rocks. Trenton Smith from Oliva uh, Cigars is here. Uh, we have a lot of Oliva stuff to talk about. And, uh, and he's also brought along a whiskey, which we'll, be, uh, which we'll be getting to a little bit later on in the show. So, uh, but we are live. We are, uh, the show emanates from Houston, Texas, although it's heard all the way around the world. And uh, we are uh, officially doing our first broadcast from the Briar Shop, so it's a it's a good historic day. Ian, I see you dressed up for the occasion. I like that. Well, so uh, every every time Trenton comes on, he always dresses so well. So I had to go. <laughs> I had to up my shirt a little bit. We call him the anti docs That's what we call. Him. <laughs> He's like the opposite of docs. He always dresses up. Docs always comes in in like flip flops, like, like, you're, like you do, like, like your Hawaiian yeah. shirt and everything <laughs> else. Yeah, exactly. So I figure my bosses might. Someday see this, so I want them. Oh, right. I want them to see you I actually dress know. up once in a while. <laughs> well, bosses, if you're watching, this guy is the goods. We love Trenton. <laughs> uh, we are so glad to have you uh, back here for show number 253. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Great shirts for cigar lovers on the web. Uh, we're getting inching closer to the holiday season. You may want to uh, pick something up for any friends or cigar smokers that are on your uh, gift list. MyCigarShirts.com because cigars. Cigars, yes. Uh, so, Ian, uh, this is um, worth worth mentioning that Tuesday was not only my birthday. And by the way, thanks for remembering. Ian handed me a nice little package of little goodies before package. the show uh, uh, started. Thank you. Happy birthday. Uh, thank you. Uh, and Trenton's already given me some gifts here, so you're, you're uh, participating as well. But Tuesday was not only my birthday, but it was also National Drink Beer Day. Coincidence? <laughs> I don't think I so. Think not. <laughs> so we'll be drinking some beer today. And you know what? I think I heard that today is National Podcast Day. Is that true? I saw that somewhere. Uh, you know, it, it, if not, it is now. It, it is, is now. now. That's right. No, I, I saw <laughs> that. And I'm like, that's, that's pretty funny. It doesn't matter what you do. There's a National Tiddlywinks Day, for God's sake. So there's. Uh, I'm going to Google that. Yeah, try <laughs> look it up. Look it up. I'm telling you. Um, so anyway, uh, we will be tasting some beers today. St. Arnold has a new one. 
that I must admit that I have already tried, and I can't wait for you to try it, Ian. It's a hazy pale ale called Harmony. And, uh, of course, St. Arnold is, is so consistently well, You're good. all about the safety factor. I was actually uh, commenting earlier on how generally when you bring a – when you bring a bottle, like like for instance, see, uh, I, I was the showing Trent this. Blue label, that's so the when you I bring thought. the bottle here, you notice there's no plastic left on here, and you've cleared the neck, so you don't have to worry about any uh, uh, rum spillage. Right, exactly, and then, at all. And in and in the case of, of those plastic. And uh, Trenton, who who I didn't know, he only comes on here part time. <laughs> had no idea, so this bottle didn't actually know. has plastic and the ability to spill a little bit if I open it a well, little too fast. Next time, we next will time. open with great care because, as I think has been documented. Uh, those plastic things can give you a nasty little plastic version of a paper cut. It's a plastic cut. A plastic right, right, right. cut, exactly. So. <laughs> okay. uh, so we'll be trying those out. We'll also be uh, tasting, in addition to the St. Arnold Harmony Hazy Pale Ale, we'll be trying out the Demon King of Friday. It is an American wild ale. From that sounds the ale appropriately dramatic. Yes, it does. Seems I, like I we like should it. be drinking that a little closer to Halloween. Uh, well, we're... we're We've got there's so much we're Halloween getting there. stuff we're coming, and after all, tomorrow's October, so we're and they've only been selling Halloween stuff for like three months now. Oh yeah, it's you all Christmas even, trees now. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't even find Halloween stuff. It's all Christmas trees. So, um, uh, and then last but certainly not least, from Other Half Brewing Company in Brooklyn, New York, we'll be trying their Deep Orbit Centaurus. It's an imperial stout with vanilla, figs, almonds, and cinnamon. You were speaking my language. I there. had a feeling you were going to uh, be into that. So those are all things. All I of like. that to try. A lot of great stuff on the show. Uh, we will, of course, be doing our uh, our segment that has just become completely mystifyingly popular, called Drinking News. Hold that just a moment. Our uh, our Drinking News uh, live headline. Our teaser headline uh, for Drinking News this uh, this particular edition is. That homeless guy looks familiar. <laughs> so uh, we'll be getting to that on the show as well. Plus, that is that is actually something I've said before. C- oh, okay, it's not, it's not first. Good, good. Uh, cigars are booming. In fact, I- I'm going to go ahead and say this. If no one else has said it, I'll be the first. I think we're in another cigar boom right now. Cigar boom 2.0. Uh, imports of cigars to the United States are up huge in 2021. Huge. So we'll talk about that a little and what reports are telling us, plus how you can drink beer and raise money for Hurricane Ida Relief with Urban South Brewery. Uh, when nice. you can drink beer and raise money for a good cause, that's a that's And a Urban South makes great beer. They, they really do. So we have all of that, a lot of good stuff coming on. And uh, Trenton with Oliva is here, plus we'll be talking to the guys who uh, run this establishment here at the Briar Shop and uh, finding out the history of Houston's I want to also point tomorrow. out that Trenton not only has uh, a fantastic sport coat on, but the most fun socks. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah just the for socks. the show. Like, sock, the these socks martini have martini glasses, martini glasses and yeah. shakers and olives all over them. I love them. it. I love it. <laughs> so, a long time ago, my wife and daughter didn't know what to get me for birthday Christmas, so now every birthday Christmas, Father's Day, it's socks. I love it. As long as they're... Decorative and fun and exciting. Oh, that's like right. Yeah. Socks, I don't think, are a bad thing. Like, they get a bad rap. But, you know, when's the last time you went out and got excited and shopped for socks yourself? But my you doctor... Every now and then I do. My doctor has been wearing these long and very tall support socks. Are they bamboo? Uh, no, but they feel like it okay. sometimes. <laughs> because they, they really constrict your legs to help uh, the blood flow I've, I've heard your, a lot about bamboo. To your, uh, to your extremities. Uh, but the only thing about it is, during the summertime here in Houston, of course... I wear shorts most of the time, 
So shorts with these long, tall black socks. The only thing missing for me. Oh, that's a look. Is a metal detector. That's a, you know. Yeah. That's the only thing missing to complete the look. You're officially an old man. Yeah, at I that. am officially an old man. I want to. I want to add in a cigar. I want to point something out here. This beautiful book. Look, it comes in a, a cigar-like uh, box case here. This beautiful book that uh, Trenton's given us. I opened this up earlier. What, what was it? Page sixty-five. Fifty-six. I think 56. it was. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me get around to this because this has. Yeah, if you don't mind holding that, I'll, uh, okay. there we go. It's, got, right. it's like a Cosmo quiz. I'm, I'm going to bring this over to the thing. Um, remember, I just said that, uh, you know, most people don't feel like they really want to, I'm going to, I'll give this to you. I'll let you put it up to the camera there. Uh, they, they don't uh, want to go sock shopping. You said, well, sometimes I do. The way you hold that cigar, I believe oh, boy. on that page comes out as, <laughs> Quirky, quirky because there's a whole page of the way you hold your cigar yeah, says like something about you no no it's with the finger like curled this. over oh, the top curled over the top uh, okay quirky. <laughs> quirky. Uh, what about uh, i hope my wife there, never listens to this show does it say in there when you hold a cigar like this what that would mean just don't okay uh, fair enough just stop fair enough mm-hmm. all right so uh, so trenton the last time you were on the show uh, uh, an amazing thing happened. It was the day of breaking news. Yes, it was breaking news. I we remember were, that day. We were talking about the basic fact that Oliva, for being one of the leading, you know, uh, boutique cigar companies in in the world, and one of our personal favorites, how you guys don't come up with a new release like every other day. It's not very often, yeah, right? Now I love Rocky Patel, but Rocky puts out a new cigar what seems like every month. I mean, and he does great work. I'm not, I'm not knocking the concept, but we were talking about what is one of the things I found interesting about Oliva is that you guys don't release new cigars very often. When you do, it's really an event. And during that same show, we were having that discussion, unbeknownst to Ian and myself, Trenton announced a brand new Oliva cigar. In fact, you, you just got I, the email of the announcement of it. I got a text from on my boss. that show, yeah. right? Or you yep. got a text. Uh, and so we've been talking about and anticipating this cigar. It actually comes out in uh, October at some point. Shows. October at some point. So yep. you have not put a date on it. Correct. But I can show it to you because Trenton brought some of these. And I'll actually walk up. I don't know. I don't even know where the. Look how free you are with that wireless. Is. I don't know, I know what's going on over uh, here. <laughs> well, you know, I had to step up my game. You feel, you feel uh, untethered. I was, I was shamed into it by, uh, by certain people who. But this is it. This is the new Oliva cigar. And Trenton, uh, tell us. It says 135 on the band uh, that's around the foot of the cigar. It's got, of course, the uh, Oliva Serie V um, uh, thing, and it is tapered. It's a figurata, right? It's, per- it's, it's a perfecto. It's a perfecto. Yep. Okay. So uh, it's, it's kind of like a reverse torpedo, basically. Uh, it's tapered more towards the foot, and it is thicker towards the head of the cigar. Looks kind of like a baseball bat. Where did this particular one come from, and what is it all about? Okay, so this is uh, the 135th anniversary for the Oliva family, and that dates all the way back to Cuba. 135 where years. 135. Wow. Going all the way back to years. Melanio Oliva, who started the whole Oliva uh, tobacco family. And he primarily grew in the Pinar del Rio region of Cuba, which is a very famous region. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even known as that back then. And uh, his son, Facundo, uh, carried That's on. That's easy the, for you to say. I know. <laughs> Got, I had to be careful saying that. He, he didn't get teased at school at all, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Not back then. 
So uh, Facundo took over the legacy, and then Gilberto mm -hmm. uh, took over who from we, him, who we know, who from, we know from, yeah. from the Gilberto's mm -hmm. cigar line. Mm -hmm. And uh, his son, Jose, uh, recently our owner and president, and now we're owned by Jay Cortez. So 135 years of Oliva cigar history, dating all the way back to 1886. And this cigar is a tribute to that. It's beautiful packaging, uh, and it is a Serie V. It's just a different shape and size, and there's only 15,000 boxes made, and they come in 12-count boxes. Just a gorgeous presentation. Yeah. Now, the best part is, it's going to retail for $10 a cigar. Are you that kidding is me? unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. See, this is one of the things we love so much about Oliva Cigars is it would be quite understandable if the top cigars in your line were 15 to $20 yeah. cigars. Uh, and yet, you guys have a tendency to keep your prices so reasonable. In fact, you mentioned Gilberto Oliva. His namesake cigars, I just bought a box of those last month, uh, and, and they're, uh, they're a nice, I think it's the, is it a long Toro? Is that what you call it? What, uh, we've what is got the, a Toro, Churchill, we've got a Robusto. This, this must be the Churchill, because yeah, it's a longer cigar. So I bought a box of those, and they are so affordable. I don't know if I can think of another cigar at that price point that comes anywhere close to being a, as good as those cigars are. Yeah, it's a phenomenal cigar. And when we came out with it, I thought, you know, are we doing justice uh, to Gilberto by making a cigar that isn't an expensive cigar? That's got his name on it, it's right? It's got yeah. his name on it. But that was Gilberto. Anybody that knew him knew that he had a passion for tobacco, for cigars, and making them available, readily available to the public without breaking the bank. And I tell you, again... Um, well, you guys are absolute proof that you don't have to spend in insane amounts of money to get a fantastic cigar. Well, that's uh, absolutely true. I've and if, said you're, it, if you're somebody that smokes uh, on a regular basis, I mean, if you smoke a cigar or two a day, those... 10, 15, 20 dollars cigars. Adds I mean, up. you start this adds up adds really up, quick. That adds up pretty quick. So, and I'll, I'll tell you, like, uh, uh, Oliva can sometimes, I, I don't think about it so much because it's always there, but I always have some of my humidor. I always have the Siri V, at least one Milano, and then uh, Nubs. I, I, yes. Nubs are the best cigars ever to just keep in your pocket, especially and, in the tubo. And you love the big ring gauge cigars I do love the big anyway, ring, so ring Nubs are cigars, perfect. Yeah. And it looks like it's something. That would be a quick smoke, but as we've talked about here it's on the not. show before, no. it's not at all, uh, even though it's uh, short. And you have mentioned this also before, but you love the one in the tubo because you can just it's, tuck it's it into so a shirt pocket. It's so easy to toss it in your pocket. You don't mm -hmm. worry about it. Uh, you can travel around. Even if, even, even if you're wearing jeans, you can toss it in your jean pocket. It doesn't get crunched up. And it's such a nice... And if you don't smoke it, that, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, right. You're just just still in the tubo, toss it back in your humidor, you're yep. good. Absolutely. Love those. I well, love I love the whole line. Well, I'm very excited. I am going to smoke this one on the show, even though there's a part of me that really wants to save it. I was thinking, what could be a more special occasion than this? And these came so, right off the floor at the show, and oh. I don't have any more. Okay. Well, we feel we feel honored, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it. We'll see uh, we'll see what you know how it strikes us and uh, pass this information along. Well, I thought it, I thought it only fitting since we broke the news on the I'm, show. I'm going to have uh, Adam show this picture. This is me smoking a nub at my oh, uh, brew fantastic. club meeting, <laughs> right? And that is a great photo. This is the entire cigar ash. And he's not even holding it upside down. <laughs> and Adam will show that to <laughs> that the camera. That is standing so straight out while that. I'm smoking it. Yeah. Yeah, can Did, you show that to the camera? Adam? Is my camera doing a, a weird thing again? 
Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Did like you get uh, the box on there also? Yes. Cool. Well, we're really honored to be able to uh, to sample this. And tell me again, how many of these were produced? Fifteen thousand boxes. And is that limited amount because it was uh, there was a limited amount of, of some of the tobacco that goes into it? Is it limited on purpose to keep it, it, it uh, it's more, lim more it's special? It's limited on purpose okay. to make it special. We just wanted a. Uh, tribute cigar put it out there and be done with it i love it it's uh it, it's a really cool thing and you know one of the reasons that i kind of got started smoking cigars is i used to collect all kinds of things i used to collect you know dvd movies and comic books and uh <laughs> all kind of you know, magazines all kinds of and that these sound like up. things that you can all put on an ipad now yeah well yeah well that crap takes up a lot of space <laughs> cds yes. i had a room full of cds right um, I don't have any of that anymore. And the only thing I collect now is cigars because they have a tendency to, you know, you burn them and then they're <laughs> gone and you have to replace <laughs> the collection. But, uh, but no, these are, these are uh, I, I love the collectible <laughs> or the rare or limited edition cigars, yeah. especially when they're not like ridiculously priced, which clearly, did you say $10? $10? $10 a, that's $10 that's per cigar. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, especially... Because everything seems to be getting so expensive in the world of cigars and spirits. And Are they coming <coughs> in boxes of 10? Is that what I said? No, a box of 12. Box, box of 12, 12, yeah. And it's a beautiful box. That's going to be so. a box I buy immediately. Well, yeah. Better we'll get be them looking, quick. Be yeah. looking forward to that. wanted to mention, I know a guy. Way, uh, if you are in, not me. <laughs> if you are in the uh, greater Houston area, um, there's an event going on this week and that is uh, put on by our buddy uh, Chris Hart, who is the program's um, ongoing... Uh, whiskey expert. Yes, yes. He was. We didn't name him that. That was somebody else gave him. That, that was name. that was Texas Monthly actually. Yeah, Texas Monthly. Uh, but uh, Chris and his uh, company, the same guys that do the uh, the whiskey social every year, mm -hmm. uh, they have an event coming uh, this weekend in Houston uh, at the comedy. Show. It's a vintage whiskey comedy showcase, and they've got a lineup of comics who are going to you know perform and do their comedy stuff. And apparently, uh, all for the ticket price, you get a chance to sample some vintage whiskeys as well. And it's going to be held at the same venue as the Whiskey Social. Is that, is that where it is? Yes, I, I believe it's at the Citadel, yet. just just south of town off 288. Well, I am really looking forward to it. Uh, I will be there, uh, but I wanted to make sure we gave one last chance because it's, you know, it's coming up in a couple of days. So if you're in the greater Houston Yeah, that's area, on Saturday. You should come check it out because it's been too long since we all got together in a room and laughed their asses off. I didn't even know comedy was still legal. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> it's not in many states because, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's thought of as being very subversive these yep. days. You know? So uh, it's returning to that anyway. It used to be that, you know, comics were the ones who could get away with pretty much anything. You know what I mean? They could, uh, they could say stuff that was very edgy and, and it would be, I mean, I guess back in the day, you know, Lenny Bruce got in some trouble and some of those kind of things. Yeah. But for the most part, for the last, you know, 20, 25 years, comics were able to be pretty much edgier than anyone else. And I think there's... And more than rock stars a lot of times. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it was all for laughs. Yeah, it was comedy. But, uh, yeah, these days it has uh, it has gotten a little... Well, everybody seems to have gotten a little more touchy. Uh, so I would be anyway. interested in seeing what the comedy actually looks like today. Because you can't offend people. Well, sure I mean, you can. That's part of what comedy is. I know that's is. what comedy is, but you can't do that today. Yeah, I don't know. Well, got to be PC. We'll find yeah. out at the Vintage Whiskey Comedy Showcase. Oh, that'll be fun. And I have the feeling that the more whiskey is consumed, 
the less anybody's going to be worried about being offended. Really, <laughs> that's, at least that's the way I look at it. But except you know. for that one guy, there's but always that yeah, one. Guy. Always one but guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be that guy. That'd be a good uh, shirt. There's always one guy. Don't be that guy. I was about to tip the ash on this nub, and then I realized I probably don't have to. Uh, you probably don't. In <laughs> fact, I've seen evidence that you don't have to. Uh, and, so. if, and if you don't see that guy around you, yeah. you, you might be that you guy. You might be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know that guy. <laughs> That's right. All right, we're going to take a break and come back and do a little tasting and sampling here, and I will be lighting up this brand-new oh, Oliva. Boy. So this is called uh, – tell me the name of this again. That's the, a, the, the exact name of this cigar. The exact cigar is the Oliva Serie V. 135th anniversary Limitada, and it's a perfecto size. And it's a perfecto size. And this is the only size it's available. It's the only size. All right, oh, so I'll be, I'm looking forward to lighting that up. We'll get to that in a few moments. Uh, and we'll be right back. You are listening to and watching Smoking and Toasting. It's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And we'll be right back. Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. This is the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are live at the Briar Shop in uh, the Rice Village area of Houston. Our guest today is Trenton from Oliva Cigars, and we are brought to you by the fine folks at MyCigarShirts.com. Great shirts for cigar lovers on the web, MyCigarShirts.com, because... Cigars. Yes. And by the way, we're having a little um, a minor uh, uh, issue with uh, the transmission of the show on video today uh apparently a couple of times during that last segment it uh, has purpled out it, it the the screen turned purple for a couple of seconds yeah so if that so, happens again please stand by because we'll uh we'll uh swap ipads and then and then repost the show and you'll be able to join right. us then yeah and, we, we, we got to get this fixed i need my bosses to see that i dress up yeah, okay, exactly <laughs> well it's purple you got a nice blue jacket on so it'll, it'll work uh, i was i was going to say that uh, it, should it turn purple again that if you're able to share the show to more than 100 people while the purple is still on, we'll come up with a very special prize for you. There you go. So, you know, so be watching for the purple. It will be special. Yeah. Speaking of special, uh, this special new Limitada, the Oliva Serie V 135th anniversary. I'm probably not saying it exactly right. That's right. Uh, Limitada uh, in a perfecto size is the cigar that's coming out. At some point in the next 30 days, this is going to be on the shelves of your local yes, tobacconist. Some, sometime in October. But there's not many. There's not many of them because there's only 15,000 boxes being, the uh, being created. So if you want one, uh, you're going to have to snag one or snag a box as soon as you see yep. it because they won't. I'm betting they'll all be gone by Christmas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. All right. So make sure you find it. I'm going to smoke this one here in just a moment, and we'll let you know. Uh, we'll let you know what our first impressions of it are, but my guess is it's going to be pretty darn good. Ian is pouring our, our first uh, beer. This is a new one from St. Arnold. It is called Harmony, and it is a hazy pale ale, not an India pale ale, but a hazy pale ale. You can see it's a little bit lighter in color, and uh, and the, the can is particularly interesting, I thought. It's just well, it has the classic St. Arnold uh, stylings, but it also has a little more kind of fun fun-looking colors and uh, scheme on there. I, I just love the nose on this thing. It is so citrusy and so bright, and uh, it's got... It, it it gives the promise of a very easy-to-drink uh, pale ale. Now, you've tried this before, I have. You? I have. I, I, so I believe it. What are your thoughts on it? While well, I was, I was actually pretty blown away by it. It is... I will tell you that at this moment, it has taken over Art Car as my favorite St. Arnold product. 
Uh, I like it even better than their juicy IPA. I, I, I just like think it's substantially better than our car. Uh, this is this is just a deliciously balanced. It's a little bit lighter. It's very citrusy, and it just has that that perfect balance that keeps it from being. You get a sense of the hops, but it does not give you uh, a, a hot bitter sting on the end. No, it doesn't it linger. A, it has a crisp finish without a ton of bitter. Uh, a nice round finish. And, uh, the interesting enough, it has a bigger mouthfeel than I was expecting mm-hmm. as well. From a what are they calling this? A hazy, a pale, hazy ale. pale ale. Yes. Pale ale, you expect to be a little thinner overall mouthfeel, and this has a much more substantial, you can even kind of see it when you're looking down in it, mouthfeel. You know, what's interesting to me about St. Arnold is they have gone from being a brewery that that doesn't add too many things to their core line they had a basic core line, and then they would come out with special limited releases. Yeah, and I and, love all their seasonals. And they've kind of changed that up. The seasonals still come and go. The Oktoberfest, in my opinion, is one of the best Oktoberfests I've had. And the, um, and the uh, you know, winter uh, beer. What, what is the winter St. Arnold? I always forget now, uh, the, the title of it off the top of my head. But that's, oh, well, they have the Christmas sale now. The Christmas sale, the, yeah. Uh, the... Um, the winter stout as well. Right, uh, both of which are terrific. Yeah, but what they've begun to do is just release more new beers that are added to their line. When you go in to the uh, St. Arnold section at your favorite uh, beer shop or, or uh, even at the grocery store, you can see there's just so many different cans, so many different things to try. And they really excel, I think, at all of them. I mean, everything in their line, I think, is is terrific. I'm just, I'm just have my fingers crossed that one holiday season they're going to bring back the sailing santa the sailing santa i love that because sailing santa was a blend mm-hmm. of their christmas ale and the Alyssa ipa and it was wonderful and i've tried by the way blending it myself and it's just not as good just not the same. it's just not the same sailing, I don't, sailing I don't, santa sounds like something you'd see in margaritaville yeah it does <laughs> it, and it kind of had that vibe to it you know it really did but I, anyway i want to point out that i'm smoking this uh nub connecticut here um and uh, it goes really well with this. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, as a, as a person that is a fan of IPAs, some of my very favorites, Stone and Dogfish Head and uh, some of the things that are just such big and wonderfully bold IPAs, just really don't work with cigars. Yeah, I have you know, to find times to drink them when I'm not having a smoke. Before you know? the show, I was next door having lunch over at Torchy's, and they had Ghost in the Machine on tap, mm-hmm. and so I had one. God bless you, Torchies. Early start. That, yeah, is, a that is a wonderful, wonderful beer. It really is. He, text, he, te- he texted me at like, or I texted him, and he texted back at like 11.20. Yeah. And, and I was still in Clear Lake. And he goes, yeah, I'm already here. I go, I'm supposed to be here at 12.45, right? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm just excited. You know how, you, know how you, you lose a lot of, when you have a text, you lose a lot of uh, the, uh, uh, the emotion of what the context of it, yeah. Context, right. You know, contextual emotion, if you will. But I got that when he's like, I'm supposed to be there at 12 right? <laughs> no, it was just a moment yeah, of panic. I'm like, uh, I didn't right. get my time right. I should have led you on. I should have been like, no, I mean, we no, were, we're going start, on air. We're starting we're in five minutes. On. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, if you don't mind, talk amongst yourself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get ready to get, light for, this yeah, cigar. Don't, do don't forget to take that footer off. Or it's going to taste like paper. <laughs> oh, I'm not even talking. I have to remember to keep turning that on. Nobody's heard anything I've said. Just yeah. the, just the <laughs> just less. Right. Are you uh, are you losing battery there? Or? No, no. I just I muted it because I don't have a switch on my mic. Because ah, gotcha. I lost that mic, so I just had to grab another one. Right, How well. do you lose a mic? 
I have a lot of mics. I use cigar scissors on this. I did not bring my punch with me today, which would would have been my preferred way to do this. But I use cigar scissors to clip off the cap. Now I'm going to take this uh, little band off the bottom and light this baby. I'm very excited for this cigar. I want to know how that is. I think I'm going to join you. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, see, that's dedication. He's putting out a, or setting down a perfectly good cigar to light up another perfectly good cigar. Hey, you know what? I'll double fist for a while. (laughs) Me, I'm going to smoke this one. This one's not going to last too much longer. I'll get get 35 minutes out of this. Well, I got to preface that one. We are trained professionals, so don't try this at home. (laughs) Yes, there is that. There is that. Actually, do try this at home. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Just don't forget, don't forget when you have a lit cigar, don't put it in your pocket while you light another one. That, that can end up bad. So I'm super excited no, that's about right. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Adam thought I had the cigar backwards. It looks like it, right? <laughs> it looks like it'd be that. Well, so a Perfecto is usually tapered on both ends. This mm-hmm. Perfecto is not tapered on the, uh, on the cap side of it, on the head of it. All right, I'm going to have to borrow a lighter right here. I have one right here, sir. Oh, thank you. Now, I want to do this Sycar lighter. It's about 100 years old. And, well, and I want to know how you did it, because I have one of these, and I've had to send it back for a replacement three times. Really? They've, they've happily replaced it, but, uh, uh, but mine just kept... Uh, just kept I find Zycar to be pretty good about it. I, this is my third of this... No, of my previous one that I had. I have, I have the third one of that, and they've been so gracious about just giving me a new one every single time. I bought this one. That uh, the uh, the clip actually sticks magnetically to it, and that makes me super happy. I will say though, they uh, they did change their policy uh, because it used to be that when you uh, needed to change out one of these, you could just take it to the cigar store where you and bought they took it, care of it, and they would just swap you yep. for a new one. They'd send it back. Now you have to get a little more. You have to fill out a paper. Fill out, yeah, do some. It's paper. still, you know what, across most boards, because I uh, Calibri years ago, I had actually about four or five different Calibri lighters, and they were not cheap. They were uh, pretty nice lighters. And originally, I would send them back. If something happened to it, I would just send it to them. They'd send me either a replacement or fix the one and send it back and no problems. And then quite a few years back, I guess they changed their policy. or they The, the company sold, I think, is what happened. Mm-hmm. And I called them. And I said, hey, I have like three Calibri lighters that don't work. And I'd like to see about, you know, sending them back and getting them fixed or whatever. And the first thing the lady says, well, have you ever used anything other than Calibri fluid oh, in yeah, it? Oh, yeah, they're so big on that. And I said, you know what? If that's the way you're going to treat me, I simply will never buy another product from yeah. you. And I just no. threw those lighters away and yeah, called it no. a day. I, I've, but I've seen that they're really big on that. It's like that's, A, the way they try to sell you their butane, their lighter fluid, and, B, it's, it's a way for them to get out of... Uh, of replacing the lighter. Can you imagine if a car company was like, did you put Toyota gas in your vehicle? <laughs> I mean, come on, for real? Mm. Oh, man. Mm. Okay, so let me give you some initial thoughts on this. First of all, I was expecting uh, the uh, uh, the number one hit single by uh, Ian's band, Nicaraguan Pepper Blast, <laughs> uh, to, uh, to kind of light me up at the beginning. Did not get that. It starts out nice and... Uh, I almost said the word mellow, but that's not really the... That's a refined... Yeah, it's very refined. That's good. Um, And it does... For those of you watching, I just want to point out that there's a couple words you're not supposed to say when you're reviewing a cigar or a whiskey. You're not supposed to say smooth. Right. And you're not supposed to say mellow. Right. Because that's way too catchphrase either way. Right, right. And and mellow also implies that it's a really (laughs) super light cigar, which it's not. It's got got plenty of body to it. It's got... um, 
already a very nice, and you can see I'm not even what, that about a quarter inch into that, uh, and already a very nice complexity of uh, of flavors. It's Trenton, how do you describe the flavor on this cigar? Just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In I a hope word. the boss is watching because that was that was the perfect answer. We got we got two syllables out of them. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, everybody tastes something different. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. I mean, I can tell people what to taste, but there's, they're going to taste their own. There's thing. great earthiness. Some uh, some notes of like oak and wood that I'm getting in the first. And again, I'm not even half an inch into this, so uh, this will deepen out, I think. And plus, this part of the cigar is actually much smaller. There's going to be more tobacco. Yeah, you're going to get a burst of flavor when yeah. it hits by here. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, uh, you'll also notice how wonderfully straight that burn is. I have a feeling this is going to going to be a very well constructed cigar all the way through. Fantastic. So, are you uh, going to smoke the cigar on the show? Or? Yes, as soon okay. as I'm done with this. All right. Mm -hmm. I started on the lighter side. I'm going to go to that after this. Yeah, that's that's usually what we try to do with the beers, uh, except when Ian brings them, in which case we open up with well, a... Well, the lighter uh, side may be 9%. Yeah, with a 9% uh, uh, wee heavy and go upward from there. Uh, but uh, but no, this is, uh, this is really wonderful. And I will say that this is actually working rather well with the St. Arnold Pale Ale as well. Um, ni nice little citrus tang on my tongue. I don't know if it was... From the beer, if I'm picking up any of the any of it from this cigar, but well, I'm gonna be uh, honest. I picked up this. Uh, uh, you put a couple cigars in front of us, and I picked up this uh, Nub Connecticut. I I never smoked these. I smoked the Maduros. Like when I go to grab cigars, I almost always grab the Maduros because that's just the flavor profile I generally like. And it's not that I don't like other cigars. Right. I just I naturally gravitate towards the I, I'm the same way darker wrappers, and so it was fun for me to go. Oh, I'm gonna have this. Mm -hmm. Try something new and just mm -hmm. something a little different. It's always interesting to me to uh, to change up. You know, I have a tendency to st to smoke mostly Nicaraguan cigars, mostly medium to full, uh, and so whenever I change up and go with something, you know, lighter or something with a really different profile, it's uh, it's pretty it's it, it's pretty interesting trying to detect the flavors on the palate that are a little bit different from what I uh, from what I would normally smoke, and I and I'm sure that's what's happening with the well, this is definitely uh, milder on the strength, but definitely full of flavor. It is, mm -hmm. uh, the nice thing about a good Connecticut is it can be a mild cigar and have still a really nice big flavor to it Yeah, yeah. that uh, that fills the palate and doesn't leave you feeling like, like you just you know had a Bud Light. I wanted to point out, by the way, that uh, you know I usually have my iPad set up here with some notes for the show and mm -hmm. if I need to refer to an article or a list of some sort, uh, but I just had a text roll in. Apparently, AT&T had some sort of an outage. They've sent me a text apologizing for it, and it says, here's a little gift for you. And if I click on the link, and in fact, they even personalized it. They said, sorry about the recent outage, Thomas. Thomas? Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so if you've been getting those like I have like every day for the past three weeks, do not click on them, folks. That's, uh, yeah, that's another those fishing are, The scams have been so bad lately. Uh, the they phone really have. They and really everything have. else. So our friends at Urban South uh, Brewing in Louisiana uh, have come up with a wonderful idea. They're raising funds for Hurricane Ida victims, and they're still putting things back together in New Orleans and parts of Louisiana from Hurricane Ida, uh, even though we were very lucky here in Houston and yes, yes. more than a little bit of rain. There was quite a bit of devastation. So Urban South has launched a, a new benefit in order to raise funds for those who were impacted by the hurricane. It was actually one of the most powerful storms in regional history and they are donating one dollar 
from every six-pack purchased at a t the tap room or in stores, as well as a percentage of pint sales at bars and restaurants of their Houdat Golden Ale. Houdat Golden and Houdat, Ale. That, you know, if you've uh, if you're not from New Orleans or don't know people who are who oh, uh, uh, live there, Houdat <laughs> is uh, is a pretty famous. Uh, New Orleans phrase. Uh, it it really, I guess, I don't know if it originated I think it's here. Who is that? Right. Who is, is that? Longer is the longer version, that, right? Yes. But it, it goes back to chants and stuff that they'll do at the New Orleans Saints football game. Uh, the the popular one being, "Who dat say they're going to beat them Saints? Who dat? Who dat?" <laughs> and that's uh, that's the way it goes. Anyway, uh, the a portion of the proceeds is being donated to the Urban South Coastal Harmony Fund. And they will be rapidly direct, uh, directed to organizations that are doing on-the-ground hurricane relief work in the southern region. We have an urban south here in uh, Houston as we do. well. And so they, they're, they're I would imagine regionally. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. that they will uh, that they will be doing the same thing yeah. with stuff that comes out of the Houston brewery as well. Uh, but I, I just want to say they they make wonderful beer, and whenever you can drink beer and do a good thing at the same time. That's just that's just double. That's business. like doing a good thing while you're doing a good thing. Exactly right. Yeah, it's a double positive. Which almost sounds like a sitcom, doesn't it? <laughs> doing a good thing while you're doing a good thing. <laughs> There's got to be a song out there starring a young Will Smith. So anyway, <laughs> uh, Urban South Who Dat Ale, go check it out because it is uh, it is a good thing to do. And and I haven't had the Who Dat Golden Ale, but uh, I will be looking for some. So I can. We need to call them back. They were on our show. Um, ooh, mm -hmm. almost a year ago now. Mm -hmm. I bet it was. Oh, and their beer was just yeah, so their exceptional. It, their beer is so weird because they have so many beers, mm -hmm. uh, but they have a couple core lines that they that they keep intact, as far as I know. Um, but when you go into their brewery, you never know what you're going to see. I was in New Orleans right before the uh, pandemic hit. Uh, went there for a weekend uh, with my wife, and uh, uh, at a we had a nice dinner at one of the uh, restaurants down in the quarter. And uh, I enjoyed a very wonderful, juicy IPA from uh, Urban South with my nice. dinner. I, I still remember it. Going, oh, this is good. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of great breweries in New Orleans. Or, or, I'm sorry, in Louisiana. Louisiana. I meant to say, Broussard, Louisiana is uh, home to uh, Parish Brewing, yes, which is yes. one of my all-time personal favorites. So they got uh, what's the one with the turtle on it too? Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but they have one with a turtle on it and a few others. There's, there's a, a number of great uh, ones. So you mentioned the hurricane relief thing. One of the things about hurricane relief is, is uh, we tend to, as a, as a populace, you know, we'll do a bunch of things initially for hurricane relief, and then it kind of tapers off. But a lot of times uh, the people that get affected by those are affected for a long time. That's they don't get true. the relief yeah. until months, sometimes years later. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's an important, so if that, if that opportunity comes up and, and you feel for those people, please, you know, keep giving i am so impressed with what i'm getting off of this cigar it is a really balanced and nuanced uh mix of flavors uh it's just uh really nice on the palate and you're just about to I'm the just point about where you're to gonna hit the point where it's going to come through yeah the flavor yeah. burst it also through. smokes nice and slow which is uh i mean this cigar may last me the whole show it seems like because it's just it's just smoking nice and slow, but a thick volume. I just saw you with big that volume of smoke. big volume yeah. of smoke. And yeah. that's a tribute to the Siri V uh, characteristic, the Lajero tobacco that we use mm -hmm. in it. it. has a lot of oil in it. So, and so that creates the, the larger output of smoke. And a slower burn. And a slower burn. Well, wow. It's, uh, it, so far, this is, uh, this is performing just wonderfully. Um, I would 
I would venture to say it's outperforming just about any ten dollar cigar I could think of. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm yeah. gonna try mine. So yeah, I, I should be done with this. I think. What do we think? I got about fifteen minutes I'd left say. on this. You know, and and that's, you know, you can, if you smoke a little bit slow, you can stretch a nub out for an hour. A, they can be amazingly uh, long mm-hmm. smoked. As a matter of fact, the Lajero version of it smokes a bit longer overall. Right. For the reasons we just talked about. Yes. Yeah. It absolutely works. Well, this is, I'm, I'm getting a, uh, a little bit of that citrus zest that I talked about is still with me on the palate, kind of tingles on the tongue, which is just a wonderful uh, uh, sensation, and then uh, getting just really rich leather and earth notes on the, uh, uh, on the, on the retrohale, too. It's just really, really good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't expect any less, but still, you love when it, you love when it pays <laughs> you love off when it turns out like, big, you were, huh? like you were expecting. The tough question is Windy Ash. Because I'm in, if I were outside, it wouldn't matter, but I'm in somebody's it's, home sure, in the cigar yeah, shop. So. Right, right. <laughs> I don't want to ash on the floor. You know, um, we went, um, uh, uh, Ian and his wife, my wife and I went to the drive-in movie earlier this week. Wow. Uh, and it was a uh, kind of like a, a private showing for the people in my building, one of their monthly activities. And uh, I invited Ian and his wife to come along. And they set up a couple of awesome wooden chairs in the back of Ian's pickup. I put the top down on my car. We were sitting there right next to each other, and we were smoking and watching the movie. And I had the same, the same issue about the ash because I was smoking. Uh, Adam actually gave me a, uh, a Hoya de Monterey uh, a cigar for, uh, uh, in a little pack for my birthday, and uh, I was smoking it. It was wonderful and the ash was holding on like crazy and i was so tempted to do but i just knew it was going to be all over me you know if not i'd hold it up in the air and the ash would fly over and hit ian because he is actually a an ash magnet uh of, of <laughs> a sorts. little bit yeah uh so i so i kept i kept ashing it sooner than i wanted so, to so but you're leaving out part of the story yes what, what was the movie uh the movie was shang chi and the ten rings Oh. The Marvel movie, yeah, it was pretty which good. I thought was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I had I was gonna I was gonna find a picture, but it take a little too long to find it at the moment. But uh, I actually backed my truck up uh, on the third row at the drive-in theater mm-hmm. so that the bed was facing the the screen, the right. screen, and then I set up my two lawn chairs and and a little folding table in the back of my truck. So we sat up in there, and the weather was perfect, and there was a That's breeze awesome. coming across. Yeah, us. it was nice. Yeah, it was super. Any nice. complaints? No. Good. Nice to be able to smoke a cigar and enjoy the movie. That's fantastic. Was, was yeah, that really was cool. awesome. And I had my Bluetooth radio out there so we could pick up the sound for it. And everything. Yep, yeah, I think was, I'm going to have to ash. It was uh, yeah, time. I think you better. <laughs> uh, so you're smoking a little faster than I am, but not too much. And I'm, not, I'm at, not talking as much. Look at that, that absolute perfect. perfection on that burn. That is just wonderful. Gotta wow. love that. Yeah. This, I know this, I'm like, I'm getting a little too... This may be headed for my shirt soon, but... I'm uh, going to go ahead and... <laughs> Go on in. We, Go. Have, we have taunted you enough. <laughs> yes, you've All right. Me with so sleep. while Ian lights that up, we will take a break and come back uh, for our next segment. We have more uh, beer to taste. And uh, I, I brought in a whiskey this week, uh, but Trenton apparently has brought a whiskey with him as well. So I'll let you tell us the story of that. Plus, I want to uh, find out a little bit more about the 135-year history of Oliva. And so we'll put you on the spot here and ask you some uh, historical Oliva questions. Uh, We are uh, all together at the wonderful establishment in uh, Houston, Texas, known as the Briar Shop. And we're uh, smoking and uh, doing a little drinking as well. We'll be right back. Smoking and toasting. (laughs) Not toasting.
Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. We are live at the Briar Shop in Houston, Texas, and uh, Ian's about to uncork a beer, which is, you know, uncorking a beer is not something you do every day. Uh, now, I've had this one for a while, so I'm, ooh, that was nice. That was nice. This is the Ale Apothecary's Demon King of Friday, a wild American ale. This is, uh, this is an interesting... Um uh, a picture on here. The rest of the label just says Demon King of Friday. It looks like it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty dark. I have a feeling it's going to be a very interesting beer. And it may be dark. I can't, you can't tell. You can't tell if it's a bottle. Or... Yeah. For a wild ale, that is pretty dark. Um, but that's interesting. I've gone ahead and ashed, trying to avoid calamity here. Uh, it's a safe move. What a wonderful cigar this is. It's just really so nuanced and balanced. It's really a. Uh, Man, I, I got to get my hands on some of these when they come out. These are, these are just terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, the latest uh, numbers for the American premium cigar market uh, are showing no sign of cooling. And I said this at the top of the show, but I'm just going to go ahead and pronounce that we are in cigar boom 2.0. Now, the last time we were in a cigar boom, it was great for a lot of people. It was really that boom was when I sort of discovered and started, you know, smoking cigars. What, what year was that? Um, so this would have been in the 95. 90s, 95, probably, yeah. So what, what was interesting about it, though, is that there became such a demand for tobacco. And, of course, Whoa. you know, tobacco is not something you can take to market, like, immediately. So there became such a demand for tobacco that a lot of uh, cigar companies were having to, you know, roll very young tobacco, put a lot of stuff <clears> out <throat> that really wasn't aged properly and wasn't, up to the standards of what we're now enjoying in the, in the cigar business. So, Trenton, if there is another boom, because shipments are up 63.3% for the first six months of the year in the United States, that's, that's more than half, again, what they were last year. Um, can, can the cigar industry meet that demand? Yeah, the industry can meet the demand. The biggest issue now is uh, the supply chain, uh, the shipping issues. Boxes when, and all of that. Yeah, when, when uh, we get cargo into the ports, it could sit there for a couple weeks. Right. Because they don't have the staff to uh, admit it into the country. Then once it gets admitted, we have to wait on the FDA for approval. I, did, I had the same look on wow. my face when I took it's, the first sip. It's terrific, but woo! That was Boy, a that, that was a surprise. Issue. So, <laughs> so, so what you're saying is you could ship out a very young cigar, and by the time it gets anywhere, it could be <laughs> reasonably <laughs> aged. Yeah, aged. You know what? It's like the what's that whiskey that uh, is the boat oceans aged. one. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. The Jefferson makes so that. So we need ocean to start one. doing that with cigars. Uh, uh, ocean aging. Yeah. <laughs> aged in boxes that could at the be its of own sales <laughs> pitch, right? Yeah, I like it. Let's talk about this wild ale. Ian. Uh Wow. <laughs> Wild is a good description for this, isn't it? If you weren't awake before. It is tart. It's not <clears throat> It's not a, a classic sour, but nope. it is tart. No, it's incredibly tart. Uh, and uh, Oh, I'm running out of room over here. It's incredibly tart yeah. on it. And it says on the label here, it says, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages. No during way. Pre- really? Yeah. It's like I see that on every beer. Yeah, they need to really... Get more imaginative with their... Uh, Bottle fermented with honey and aged in wine barrels. You can definitely taste the wine influence and on And you can that. taste the honey, too. Uh, as tart as it is, that honey kind of works in tandem with the tartness and keeps it from being just overwhelmingly... Uh, you know, it, it keeps tart from being the only note. You know? I like... 
tart and sour ales quite yes. a bit, actually. So, um, so this is right up my alley. This is not what I choose generally to go with a cigar. Yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of spice that happens in there the back of the palate is. on this as well. That's very interesting. It kind of lingers like a, like when you uh, when you have a, a, a some kind of pepper infused. Uh, drink of some mm-hmm. sort you know there's a little bit of that spice that lingers in the back that's interesting as well it is a really a a different kind of sensation though i mean this is this is uh, this is what i call a party beer which means it's not one you're going to probably open up sit at home and enjoy by yourself this is one to save until you have friends over pour a little bit out for everybody and talk about it yeah drinking a whole bottle of this by yourself you're going to have you're going to have a, a look on your face it's, it's very tart <laughs> Yeah, but this, it, you know, it's what would go, sour what would apple go amazing with this though is like a, like a cheesecake mm-hmm. with uh, cherries or or something like that on top, some kind of thing like that, some kind of dessert thing because this would offset it very much with the sweetness of of a dessert. It is tart enough that it makes that thing like back behind the edge the of your jaw, tickle that little tickle back there. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely get that. Um, I'm going to say I think it's wonderful, but boy, you have to. I don't know how you prepare for it, you know, is I guess what I would say. It's like jumping in a cold pool. Well, you know, wild ales are usually going to have a little bit of a tartness to them, but I wasn't expecting that much tart. That is a lot of tart. And it's, uh, I definitely get the honey and the wine barrel uh, taste, though, as well. It's not fighting with the cigar. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say that they go together, but they're... They're not a match made in heaven. They're not a match made in heaven, but they're not they're not at war either, no. which is a good thing. To, <laughs> which is a good thing to go. I, you, to, I, I, to I think this. I asked you this last time you were on the show. What do you usually drink if you're going to have a beverage? Bourbon. Bourbon. Yeah, bourbon. I'm on a big bourbon kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My wife says a little too much, but <laughs> for me, the easiest companion is rum, because I've yet to find a rum that doesn't go pretty well with just about anything. You'd have to have a pretty bad rum. Right. And as and long as you're drinking at a certain level, I think it's it's pretty easy and to match. some of them are just, I mean, just cigar, wonderful yeah. cigar companions. Well, especially when you add a little bit of Coke to it. Yeah. Right. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> tequila <laughs> well, can be like that, too. Good well, tequila, good tequila is, is, is pretty is easy pretty to match easy to pair. It. Yes, absolutely. If you get something that's a little younger, where the agave is a little, a little uh, crisper, Sometimes it's not quite as good, but if you go with anything that's got a little bit of aging to it, that's got, you know, some of those vanilla and caramel notes to it, it works very, very well with a cigar. Um, yes. And this is uh, th- this is a cigar that I think would be great with tequila too. I think it really, loving I think this cigar, by the way. Okay, this is our short segment, so we're going to wrap this up, and we'll be back. We have uh, we have uh, a whole lot more to go on the show, including uh, drinking news. Our drinking mm-hmm. news teaser headline, as you may remember, is. Uh, that homeless guy looks familiar. Uh, we'll get We're going to have that. Bill come sit in with us at some point. In time yeah, and talk a little too. bit more about he, the He's not shop. that homeless guy, by the and way. No re- <laughs> Speaking of homeless. <laughs> but we will, also, uh, we will also be finding out oh, just a little more about the history of Oliva and why this uh, cigar company has made it for 135 years. That's, a pretty, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know? They say what most businesses fail in the first two years, they, uh, they got a little... They got a little distance on them. They're grandfathered in a little bit. Yeah, they are. All right, so we'll be back at Smoking and Toasting, live from the Briar Shop in Houston, Texas. Awesome. Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. For those of you who are on the the live feed, uh, we had to change out some equipment, so we are uh, back on a new live feed, and hopefully you guys can find us. Uh, For those of you who are watching on YouTube, of course, you won't even know that happened, so... 
Um, and uh, if you're listening to the podcast, of course, uh, it'll all be one continuous thing. So, uh, so anyway, welcome back. We are live at the Briar Shop in uh, the Rice Village area of Houston, Texas. And Bill from the Briar Shop is with us. How are you, Bill? I'm fantastic. Good. How long has the Briar Shop been here? 59 years in existence. 59. Wow. Wow. So you are the oldest tobacconist in Houston. Was it in this area uh, at first, or did it move here from uh, somewhere else? Well, so um, for the last 50 years, we've been in this area within a quarter mile or so. But uh, actually, we started in downtown Houston um, in a pharmacy across from Kelly's Steakhouse, which was wow. an old old renowned steakhouse in t Houston. Huh. And when did you move into the Rice Village area? We moved into Rice Village in 1994. Um, but our place previous to that was 6626 South Main, which was okay. yeah. right across from the Scurlock Towers. Okay. okay. Yeah. Know where that is actually. So, and well, then just recently you moved, you were just a little further down the strip here. And was that the building you moved into when you moved into the Race Village? That is. Okay, and then moved over to this shop just in the last, what, two years, I think it is? At the uh, latter part of 19, I mean, uh, 2019. 2019, okay, yeah. You guys are well known as one of the best places in the entire state to shop for pipes and pipe tobacco. Um, is uh, is pipe tobacco as big a part of your business as uh, pipes and pipe tobacco? Is that as big a part of your business as the cigar side, or is it? Are cigars a bigger deal? Cigars are a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, but back in the '60s and '70s, every gentleman smoked a pipe. Right. It was the so thing. Yeah. the humidor at that point in time was was just an an added source of revenue for the briar shop sure, sure. since the early 90s and the big cigar boom started taking off the pipe side has kind of dropped off a little bit um but we've res resurrected it in the last 10 years yeah yeah and uh there's a lot of younger gentlemen who are opting for another option for tobacco. Mm -hmm. We would love to come back here and do a pipe show. We do uh, at least one a year, sometimes more, and uh, your selection of pipes and, and tobacco is just absolutely terrific. Yeah, most of, the, uh, most of the shops that I visit around will have enough pipes to say that they could sell you a pipe and uh, a couple selections of tobacco, but usually just a few just because they have so few, but you have kept the pipes in stock you've kept you got a whole bunch how many different tobaccos you have just in jars over there yeah probably over a hundred loose bulk tobaccos and over a hundred different brands of yeah, tins. I, don't, I don't know right. anywhere else that has that available where you can just walk in and get it so that's so interesting it's so nice because like of course you know in today's day and age you can you can easily go online and order something, but you don't get to try it. You don't get to smell it. You don't get to experience it when you come in here and you have a knowledgeable staff that talks to you about those tobaccos and things like that, and cigars as well, which is super nice. Yeah. Absolutely. I would say that, uh, that we have a cornerstone on knowledge <laughs> and of the pipes and the cigars. Um, 
and other tobacco products as well. Um, so you feel like uh, cigar, uh, I'm sorry, you feel like pipes have, uh, have kind of begun to uh, be on the upswing a little bit here in the past 10 years? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that in large part it's due to the knowledge of the staff. People right. are really interested in, in finding out what's going on. And, and so, yes, older gentlemen still smoke pipes, but there's a whole new wave of the younger generation coming in and yeah. getting, getting some good knowledge and good products and, well, and pipes and tobacco. Anyone that's got a hipster beard like Ian's looks good with a pipe. Is that hipster? I don't think my mustache is big enough to be hipster. Oh, does it have to be more? I think uh, you have to have more mustache. <laughs> see, see Austin. Yeah, Austin over there. Got, got he's got a great hipster beard. And We're talking about the beard. That, and the hat to go along with it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, obviously, you guys do uh, business with, you know, all the major tobacco companies, um, and their representatives come in here and, you know, uh, make sure you guys have got what you need. How would you rate Trenton as far as uh, <laughs> as far as the service that he offers to you guys? Well, so the good thing about Trenton is he's from Houston, right? And he's in Houston, and so right. So he didn't just come in every once in a while. He's he's, he's around. He's around. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's one of our favorites, so I just like giving him a hard time. So. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but uh, but it 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 would have to be an interesting thing deciding i mean you've got a nice big humidor but that said you can't carry every cigar line that there is so there's got to be a process involved for you in deciding exactly what you are going to carry what uh, what how do you make that how do you make those choices well generally the uh the cigar reps will come in and they'll say hey we've got something new why don't you try it and and we will collectively smoke it together and and uh, judge its merits and decide whether or not it's, it has, whether deserves it's, a place inside a, of the, spot. Yeah. In the yeah. human roar. Yeah, but it's not one of those things like at the grocery store where it's like they sell you the shelf space and all of that type of stuff. Right? No, none no, of that stuff going not. on in the cigar industry. Well, it's, it's, it's a great humidor. It's a walk-in. You've got a great stock and great uh, array of things in there, including several that I haven't smoked, so I'll be back in after the show yes, doing yes. some collecting. But uh, but I think it's a uh, it, it it's nice to know that there's a place that has that kind of selection with cigars and the kind of selection that you have with <coughs> pipe tobacco. Uh, you've got you've got hundreds of pipe tobaccos I've never even so smelled. The much pipe tobacco smell. is such a wonderful thing because I've walked in here with my pipe in hand and not knowing what I want. And you guys have offered me here, put a pinch in your pipe and try it. You know, if you've got a little time, those kind of things. That's the kind of service that that changes things, you know. Right. Have they ever actually said to you, put that in your pipe and smoke it? I was wondering. Not the same in so thing. many words. <laughs> <laughs> it would be perfect. It would be a perfect opportunity to do that, right? <laughs> At least you know where that uh, where that saying came from. Well, right. well it's a, it's a very... Uh, it's a very impressive operation. Nice little place over here to sit and smoke, if you like. And uh, it's just got—I don't know—it's just got a very comfortable feel to it, which is what I like about it most. Which probably speaks to the uh, the amount of time that you've been doing this. It's just—it's just nice and easy going and comfortable. How know? long have you personally been working in the shop? This is a family business. It's right? a family business. Um, you know, I've—I've I've been off and on. Uh -huh. So, 
I say that I grew up here because I came in and and uh, wiped down the counters and refilled the liquor. At, at that particular point in time, we had a full uh, assortment of mm -hmm. um, single barrel scotches, single malt lip whiskeys. Um, I remember high when, end I tequilas. Remember when you guys were selling that out actually. Uh, at the old uh, uh, location right over here. I, right. I remember that time. I remember walking in and you had that right up front. That was so, really nice. So, you know, probably from the age 11, 12, I came almost every day during the summer. And then in high school, I worked here. Of course, after high school, I went to college and mm -hmm. joined and the Marine Corps. And uh, around 2011, my aunt, who was co-owner was looking to to retire and we just could not see the business going to somebody who didn't understand the the history who right, wasn't right. who wasn't as as uh committed to the longevity and keeping it running the way that that it had been run for the 50 years previous i think so. it's important heritage is is uh is an important thing. And this is a this is an industry. When you talk about Oliva cigars celebrating their 135th year, with with by the way a terrific smoke. I sure yes, hope you're going to have some of these in your stock. But uh, but it's it's just absolutely terrific. And and this is an industry where age and heritage is important. Uh, and I think probably the whole uh, the, probably the same thing would be true of pipes as well. Uh, right, that there's yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a, it's a, there's a deep and rich history, and that's a part of what the whole thing well, is about. Right? There, there's a whole culture around it that you know we we get we've we've kind of gotten into that as cigar smokers and pipe smokers, and you don't realize um, when you're new at this. You know, I have friends that like I'm thinking about getting into smoking pipes, and they come ask I me because I, I smoke pipes as well, and just you know my small amount of knowledge that I have on it, I try to help them come in and buy a pipe but your your staff and yeah and you know so much more about it it's really interesting to come in and talk to you guys and we've had a few conversations over the years i'm surprised well. ian he lost his ash a moment ago and it didn't make it all the way over to your shirt <laughs> well, the fan's blown ian, i moved the fan <laughs> ian's something of a uh, magnet for cigar ash he uh, he seems to always get it uh, Get it on his shirt. I'm you you will cigar. notice if I, if I have a cigar with a long ash, I will actually start sitting like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And it will always drop about halfway to the ashtray. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of uh, sitting up, why don't you sit up and pour us a little bit of that, uh, uh, a little bit of that Breckenridge there. You're so um, bossy, but okay. We, I know, I know. I thought uh, I thought somebody needed to bump us in that direction. Um, I, but I really I really am a, a little impatient to try it with this cigar. Absolutely. Yeah. This is uh, this is from this uh, whiskey is from Breckenridge Distillery in Colorado. Uh, no problem. There, there we go. go. We got a little mini, mini pop. That'll work. Um, this is a whiskey that is uh, uh, or a uh, bourbon that is finished in rum casks, and I am hoping that it will go really nicely with the cigar. Well, you. now you cleared the neck on you cleared the neck on this just to keep us all safe, that's so we right. didn't spill any. I'm, as, I'm, uh, as we know, I can be a little pummel finger here. Safety first. That's the way I operate. You know, I'm, I'm seeing a theme here picking on me because the bottle that I brought that didn't happen. To right, me. right. But so. we'll take care of that. We'll, <laughs> Ian is pretty skilled at this. So you know, we just we just like to make sure that no uh, 
you know, actual on-the-job accidents uh, occur. So, um, so this is the Breckenridge. It is, uh, uh, like I said, it's a rum. It's finished in rum casks, and I don't know all that much more about it, except that I read an excellent review of it, which was one of the reasons this I decided is, uh, to pick it up. Breckenridge, Colorado, of course, rum cask finish. It says blended bourbon uh, whiskey finish in rum barrels with natural flavor added. So this fantastic has no other information on right, it. Right, it's really not, really doesn't tell us a lot, but I think it may speak volumes. Uh, I, I can tell you right away that on the nose, this is going to pair beautifully with this cigar. If the nose it, is it has a little of that dark molasses on the nose. Yep, and it's got uh, mm. caramel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just some wonderful caramel notes and a little bit of maybe crisp apple. Is that what I'm getting in yes, there? Yes, I, I can totally get that in the back of the mm -hmm. palate. Yeah. Well, what about maple syrup? i go with maple syrup. I'd go there's a slight chocolatiness to it uh, if you let it linger and then, and then the uh, retrohale on it. If this just had a slightly thicker mouthfeel, you could think of it on uh, pancakes or waffles. Yeah. You know? It's got that much of a mapley uh, like uh, quality to it. And that's Breckenridge. Um, I will tell you that uh, I hit the uh, I hit the sort of uh, ignition point, if you will, on this cigar a while back, and uh, it is now, I would say, leaning towards the more full side of medium to full, and it's just wonderful. With and with this, this with this Breckenridge, it's awesome. Mm, a really nice pairing. Uh, Ian, you're working on one of these as well, right? Yeah, it brings out a little bit of uh, mocha or chocolatiness, even almost a coffee. Uh, slight coffee kind of flavor out of the cigar well we have another whiskey that we'll be trying in our next segment uh which is one that uh that uh, trenton brought along and so i'll let you tell us about that in the next segment but trenton, I, I know nothing oh okay well <laughs> well then we'll just <laughs> it try was a it. gift we'll try it and we'll uh, give it our basic review we'll, we'll learn likely, all together which is <laughs> you know ian's ian's always good at the reviews on these because he'll he has a tendency to say Whiskey good. Yes, I try to I try to boil it down to the simplistic, yeah. if you will. <laughs> uh, Trenton, 135 years of Oliva cigars did... Uh, so Oliva began in Cuba, yes. correct? Yep. And uh, there's obviously no more operations in Cuba that you moved out. The company moved out completely yeah, totally. at, a, at a certain point. As, as did... As did most... Yeah. I mean, all cigar companies right. that... Uh, I mean, it's all state owned now in Cuba. Right. If so. you wanted to keep owning your company, you had to take it elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, when when the uh, company relocated, did Oliva start making cigars again immediately or was there a, they did, a they, ramp up period? They uh, kind of circled through Central America and then mm -hmm. ended up in Nicaragua. And I mean, that's a whole nother story with the Sandinistas and right. the Contras. I mean, uh, I think it was Gilberto or it might have been one of our owners at one point was telling a story about he was supposed to go meet somebody and the guy that he was going with, uh, uh, he, Gilberto couldn't make the meeting and they ended up getting attacked by gorillas and mm. killed. Mm. So, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> That's now crazy. In, back in that day, it might have seemed, well, well, let me say it this way. If you were to start doing tobacco in Nicaragua now, it would seem almost like a no-brainer because that's where so much yeah. of the best tobacco is coming out of right now. And so many 
Nicaraguan brands are doing exceptionally well. I, I would say I smoke probably better than 75% of what I smoke now is uh, cigars that, are, that have at least some Nicaraguan tobacco. It's just, it's a flavor profile that I've really kind of latched onto. But back then, that may not have seemed quite so obvious, was it? I mean, obviously you knew the soil was right for tobacco. Well, and it's but really interesting because I got into the industry in 1998, and back then Nicaragua wasn't what it is today. It was mostly Dominican and yeah. Honduran. Mm -hmm. And some of the cigars that people were smoking thought they were full flavor, full body. And now with the... Now they'd uh, be considered mild to medium. <laughs> they would definitely be medium mm -hmm. because of all the Nicaraguan tobacco that's come out. So when uh, the Olivas left Cuba, along with most other cigar makers, it was because of the, the communist regime that came in and they had to go elsewhere, as did most other cigar makers. So they tested the waters in Nicaragua, Honduras, the Dominican, uh, all over Central America. And the Olivas were very successful. And uh, I mean, history shows that it has been a great move. Uh, some of our heritage, Milanio, mm -hmm. Milanio Oliva is where it all started. And that's, one of, that's our best seller now. The newest, the new cigar aficionado just rated the Figurado at 95. Oh, that is man. unbelievable. Like there are, you know, they're stingy when it gets to the 90s. Yeah. Too. Well, they're real stingy. With yeah, it. and and cigar companies will put up, you know, placards in the humidor and and run full ads if they get a 90. Yep. 95s are rare, and I'll be honest with you, most of the 95s that I've seen in cigar aficionado through the years have been Cubans. It's even more uh, rare for a non-Cuban cigar. I mean, if you score a 93, it's time to throw an office party because you're about to have a really good year. You know, a 95, is it, that's just unheard of. And, and we've been really blessed to have many uh, Siri V and Milanios in the top 20 consistently over the years in Cigar Aficionado. That's, and, and we mentioned this earlier in the show, but it, you also have not jacked the prices up to 20 no. bucks on those because of it. I mean, if you look at, some of the other cigars that have scored high that consistently, talking about the Padron Anniversarios and things that are in that line, those cigars are much more expensive. Um, uh, the top of, their top-of-the-line ones are, and yet your top-of-the-line ones continue to remain really affordable. And that's, I'm just so impressed with that. And, let, a, and let's also talk consistency because 2014, mm -hmm. the Milanio Figurado, got number one cigar of the year. Seven years later, it just got rated in 95 and, and <laughs> I mean, that's, seven years ago. That's right. I don't even know how you make them consistent from one box to the next, <laughs> much, much less uh, over seven years. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's very impressive. Do you see the direct result of those, uh, of those ratings in your humidor? Absolutely. 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 When, and so you try to anticipate it as well. Right. Because as soon as they score usually in the top five or ten people are rushing in to try people and get are snapping it. them up i know yeah. our uh, our good friend alan denny uh, worked for ep Carrillo mm -hmm. for a while and when they got cigar of the year uh several years back he said that it was just like it, Night and day. there was no way for them to keep up with the demand yeah, yeah. everybody wanted to try it so that's uh that that doesn't surprise me yeah usually when when they name cigar of the year if it's something I want to smoke, I'd go out and try to buy some immediately because I know they're going to be uh, a little, a little tougher to find. Gone within hours. And I'm going to guess the same thing could be true for the Melania um, 
coming out with the uh, with the 95 rating. You guys got enough stock, Trenton? We do. <laughs> All right. Good to this know. has come out, by the way, this is like picked up this beautiful cedar kind of uh, finish to it that that I'm absolutely loving, especially on the on the retro hills. Uh, yeah, I, this is just a wonderful cigar. It really is, and it goes great with this uh, with this Breckenridge. Just as Ian is fond of saying, they form like Voltron. Yes, <laughs> they really really work well together. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's time for the segment that, uh, quite frankly, I don't really understand, but it's become the most <laughs> talked about and popular segment on the show, and that is drinking news. So we'll do a little drinking news, we'll talk some more cigars, and we'll taste this. Tell me the name of that, uh, of that whiskey WB, that you brought WB, Safel, or Saffel? Uh, WB, Saf- let's go with Safel, unless anybody knows differently. Uh, it's a great-looking uh, uh, label on this bottle. It just, it just has that bourbon look to I, it. I think if you're French, it's Safel, but if it's uh, Kentucky... Saffle. 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 <laughs> Saffle. Well, we'll try the Saffle when we come back. <laughs> and also, your drinking news is next. It's smoking and toasting. Awesome. Right. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. We are live at the Briar Shop in Houston. And uh, <coughs> it sure is a great place to come and have a cigar. And this sure is a great cigar to have because it's... Uh, Oh, oh, I didn't get a pop. Yeah, it, we'll try that again. There we go. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, so, you know, you always get two shots at making I, the I had to be, Yeah, I had to be a little more aggressive with right. it. So Ian's going to pour this whiskey, but uh, I wonder, should you should you maybe wait just a moment and uh, pick up the ukulele? Oh. oh. Oh, you want me to go there. Okay, so because, I'm going to need a mic holder again. Because you know what time it is. It's time for Drinking News. Drinking News. Drinking News. Now it's time for drinking news, drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When I asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. A reminder that Drinking News, this uh, weirdly popular segment on the program, is... It's, uh, it's because of the song. I think it is. I think it is. That has to be it's it. It's all about the music. It has to be it. So, uh, I'm just wondering, is it less popular when we use the uh, alternate Drinking News theme song? Or the Chris Morris version? The Chris version? Morris version? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's a pretty good version. It is a pretty good version. It has kangaroos and fighting. <laughs> and anytime you're fighting a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard this? I have not. You know so, Chris, right? Yeah. You met Chris? Yeah. yeah, well, everybody knows Chris. <laughs> everybody knows Chris. <laughs> Isn't that a TV show? Everybody have you ever fired Chris? Chris? I have not. <laughs> well, Never was, had that opportunity. <laughs> don't worry, it'll happen. <laughs> so, uh, so Drinking News is where we uh, bring you a story that we believe to be true. It comes from at least a semi-reputable uh, news uh, agency. We try not to make these up or get them from places that w- are known for making up well, stories. if it's on the internet, it's true, Well, right? uh, exactly. There's that. <laughs> uh, or if it's in Wikipedia, you know, because that's always accurate. Uh, but no, Drinking News is where we bring you a story that uh, is sometimes about drinking, but it's always best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And today on Drinking News, we are going to take a break from our ongoing reporting on the legendary Florida man and his relatives from other states. A lot of a large number of drinking news stories start with a Florida a man. A Florida man, way. yeah. Uh, but in this case, we're going to bring you a story about actual drinking, and it's the best kind because it's celebrity drinking. Celebrity drinking. 
Staffers at Laurie's Prime Rib, a restaurant near the main strip in Las Vegas, were forced to throw out a babbling barefoot Nicolas Cage this month <laughs> after surprise. a drunken interaction with staff and customers. Footage that has been posted online shows the 57-year-old actor being escorted out of the restaurant after initially being mistaken for a homeless man. <laughs> the star of, Rise, of Raising Arizona and Moonstruck was barefoot and dressed in leopard trousers and a black t-shirt. He's going the Nick Nolte route yeah, now. Which, you know, I don't know about you, but that's what I always wear when I'm going out. Hey, do I know that steak. homeless man? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cage was apparently sitting on a sofa inside Laurie's on September 13th, rambling incoherently after downing shots of tequila and 1980 McCollin whiskey, which are always a good idea to mix, by the way. Um, an eyewitness claimed that the star, who won an Oscar for his portrayal of an alcoholic in Leaving Las Vegas, uh, was clearly intoxicated and was yelling at people. Uh, the source said, quote, We were at the bar at Lowry's when we noticed that what we first thought was a homeless man was completely drunk and being rowdy. To our shock, it turned out to be Nicolas Cage. He was completely smashed and was getting into a bit of a fight with the staff. In a clip that was posted on the internet, Cage can be seen in the leopard print trousers, uh, uh, actually putting on a pair of sandals and walking out the door. Uh, he then appears to try to walk back into the venue, and a female member of the staff stands in front of him blocking the way. Cage, of course, is the actor who is once quoted as saying, I am not a demon. I am a lizard, a shark, a heat-seeking panther. I want to be Bob Denver on acid playing the accordion. Man, I wish I had said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. I'm not saying that Cage is eccentric, but let's let's do remember that he has a son that he named Kal El, which is Superman's birth there, name. There's a series on YouTube. Uh, a guy put up a series of things of what Nicolas Cage spends his money on because mm. he's apparently just that weird. Yes. Uh, uh, no word, by the way, on whether Kal El showed up to help his dad get home. Reporting from Crazy Town, USA. My name is Cruz, and that is your. Drinking news, drinking news. Do we have a picture? We do. Now it's time oh, wow. for a picture of drinking news. I'm gonna sing this song while uh, are you? While Adam me? puts this up. Oh, yeah. that is so fantastic. Adam, oh Adam will actually post this uh, on the show. So if you're watching the YouTube feed, you'll see it. But we're gonna show it to the camera here since we can't put it. Who says you can't wear leopards? And with yeah. that, yeah. drinking news. Yes, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news. Drinking news. <laughs> that was time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> so now you understand why it's the most popular segment on the show. <laughs> we can talk about cigars and whiskey and stuff all day, but boy, show a picture of Nicolas Cage and some leopard pants. Wow, that is God. fantastic. <laughs> it just... I love how well he clashes with that couch. Is, yeah, is I know. It's really a, its own thing. Something, really a something right out of nature. It really is a wonderful thing. <laughs> I'm not sure what kind of nature. No. It's smoking and toasting. We're all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. This is show number 253, which has us officially halfway to 300. I've done the math. That's about right. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Um, we are here with uh, Trenton from Oliva, smoking Oliva's new cigar, and we are at the Briar Shop. Bill is here with us from the Briar Shop, and uh, we're actually about to taste uh, a whiskey that Trenton brought with him, but knows. Well, what do you mean by about to? Oh, you're ahead. Going of me right here. in. I'm, right. I, I'm a. I do research, man. So, Ian, since you have done the most research on this, let's uh, let's go to you for first reactions. So, first off, on the nose, 
there's this beautiful like caramel and cinnamon thing going mm. on. When yes, you take a sip of, of this, there is uh, malt and fig and dark fruit in the background, and then this great kind of wonderful saltiness, and then that cinnamon hits the back of the palate. Mm. Yes, it does. A lot and of cinnamon. Fin- yeah, face. and just finishes off in the most beautiful way. So this is this is really hard because I was I was thinking it would be tough to top the first. Uh, uh, whiskey, the Breckenridge, but this is awfully good. This is this is fantastic on its own by mm-hmm. itself, just like this. Bill, how do you feel about the whiskey? It's awesome. It's good. <laughs> so, so this was given to me by a good friend of mine, Scott. Uh, grew up or lived with him in Indianapolis for a long time, and every now and then he just sends me a bottle of bourbon. He's a bourbon collector, and we haven't seen each other in person in a long time. So he's like, you know what? We need to drink this. We need to do. Uh, FaceTime or something, catch up, mm-hmm. and so I need to save some of this stuff. It, it raises, I think, a really pertinent question. Why don't I have friends that send me bourbon? <laughs> Why don't you? Why don't I have friends that send me bourbon? Well, Scott in Indianapolis, thank you. This well, is... now he's in North Carolina. Oh, well. <laughs> in he's, North Carolina. he's moving up in the world. Then. He is. <laughs> so, thank you, Scott. Yeah. Scott, this is really good. Now, I will say... It, it doesn't go badly with the cigar, but the first, the Breckenridge was like, feels like it would win the whiskey sniff. Well, this, this whiskey this. Is, is really sweet and smooth up front and then has this minerality and cinnamon aftertaste to it that, that <laughs> I think that minerality is what's, uh, what's not blending with the cigar quite as well. However, it is pretty outstanding. It's still pretty good, own. yeah. It, and... It's spicier also than the than the first. So what, what, that's 107 proof. What year was uh, uh, Oliva started? Uh, 135 years ago. 1886. And the interesting thing, so we're, this we're, is in 1889. Three years apart. After 20 years uh, in the employee of um, of his contemporaries, W. B. Saffel. 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 Opened a distillery of his own. So this is this is this heritage goes back to within three years of of Oliva's Milanio. Yeah, that's so pretty amazing. That's just and the interesting thing was we I don't remember if it was on the bottle or online where we read it, but uh, he was a teenager when he started messing around with uh, with mixing, with dis- yeah, distilling and making whiskey. whiskey yeah. So a lot of like Bill said, he was a kid when he came in here, 11, 12 years old, wiping down the counters. That's just an industry of passion. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. there's so many similarities between the whiskey industry and the cigar industry, and it is passion. It's family. Uh, it's just ingrained uh, into you from birth, basically. That was one of the well, things sir. we uh, had a chance to go to uh, Honduras and uh, and visit the folks there that at were Aladino. at, at yeah, Aladino. That was, that was a great trip. You got a great sense of of the family, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's no different uh, with uh, with Oliva as well. You are smoking that all the way to I the am. And that, that, to me, is always the sign of a good cigar. That when you can fantastic. smoke it down I don't wanna, that I don't, far and you don't want to let it end. go. Yeah. You just don't want to yeah. give it up. It's really, I've really still got a, about another five minutes, uh-huh. I think. Um, it, why did a Rick Astley yeah. song just pop into my mind? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> you Rickrolled yourself. I Rickrolled myself. That's horrible. <laughs> can you name the song? <laughs> Never going to give you up. Oh, there you go. Never going to let you down. It's not his only song, you know, but it's... It's the one it, it most likely. Been. It's the one most likely to be Rickrolled. Uh, that should be a segment too. I will. Uh, I will say though that um, this. I probably have enjoyed this cigar more than anything that I've smoked in a very long time. This is it's fantastic. Just absolutely wonderful. 
uh, goes with this, really goes with the Breckenridge. And I'm curious to see, while I still have a little bit of it left, Ian, how it will go with our uh, stout here, because we oh. have one more thing to taste, and that is the you other You want me to go ahead and pop company. that open now? Let's do it. The Deep Orbit Centaurus Imperial Stout with vanilla, figs, almonds, and cinnamon. Uh, the other half brewing company is in Brooklyn, New York, and um, the label on this, I actually had to look this beer up on the internet to see what the label said, because it is hard, the, the, uh, the letters are really difficult to see against the sort of cosmic looking background. Uh, but I have a feeling we're going to be enjoying this. Just the description on the bottle alone is enough to get me pretty excited about trying it. Um, Thank you. Passing those around here. Um, I'm, but I'm really excited to see how this goes with, uh, with the bit of this cigar that I have left. So that's why I'm rushing us a little to try it here. Um, Ian, thank you for doing the pouring duties. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. This, uh, when you're, I'm noticing when you pour this out, uh, it pours like motor oil. Yeah. It's I don't see any chunks in it, though. No. Well, I tried. <laughs> I know you enjoy the, the chewy Imperial Stouts. We tried, uh, I can't remember what it was, but we tried one at, the, uh, 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 at my uh, brew club meeting recently that uh, had so much chunks in it, it was even hard for me to... <laughs> To deal with it was if it was, it's too chunky for you, it's too it was, chunky. It was pretty bad. Wow. Campbell's chunky beer. Wow, it was so, a uh, it was an experience more than anything. So this, I will just say, it's wonderful. It starts with big coffee, but it ends with this cinnamon cookie kind of uh, vibe to it, almost like a snickerdoodle. I can go with that. It has a. Uh, in the aftertaste, it has almost that powdered sugar. Yeah. Kind of, you know, that. that I powder. was thinking brown sugar. Brown sugar, yeah. You can definitely, you can definitely get the fig if you let it rest on the palate for a minute. You'll, you'll, you'll go, yeah, yeah, right, really ripe fig. Yep. Wow. That's, that's impressive. And yes, it does go quite nicely. That is beautiful. Is there any information on the bottle here? What does it say? Other half, imperial stout with vanilla, figs, almonds, and cinnamon. I don't get a whole lot of almond in there. I wasn't no. picking up a whole lot on that. No. And that's it. That's all the information they have on there. And it's really hard to even read the name of the beer on that cosmic background. Like I said, I had to look it up on the internet to make sure I was getting it right. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's really, really wonderful. We've had some beers from other half on the show before, and they've all been very complex like this one is. A lot of different flavors. Um, of course, what they put into it is what much. none of us has said is that it comes across particularly boozy because it doesn't really come across particularly boozy however does, does it say what the yes. alcohol percentage is are you ready for it tell me 12 16.9 is that one of the biggest we've ever had on the show have we had that's something pretty big well we've had the uh we've had the um the 120 minute which i think was at 18 yeah um We've had uh, a few others that were approaching that, but that's pretty big. That's probably one of the biggest we've had on the show. It's, well, it's really terrific, though. It just doesn't come across nearly that boozy. It's, no, it doesn't. It's, it's, it's sweet. It's definitely sticking. Mm -hmm. it's, not, um, it's not light on the palate. It definitely has a, a big, round, full mouthfeel to it as well. This Wonderful. beer is not designed to be light on the palate. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really pretty wonderful. Now I'm going to go back to the whiskeys. 
which is something we like to do after these bigger beers. I'm searching for almond. I'm not really getting almond out of there, but those figs are huge. Is there a little a little bit of nuttiness there? I'm not. I'm not. No, I don't, it could be. It could be the cigar masking it a little bit too. I don't know because, if you've tried this or not, but that uh, waffle waffle, however we're saying yes. it, if you if you cut it just a little bit with water, mm-hmm. it really changes it. Opens it. it up. Yeah. 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 Well, I just I just went back to it after the uh, beer, and I'm getting uh, a real chocolatey note that I don't know that I noticed before. Ian, I'm waiting on it's, your thoughts. Um, that maybe reminds me, a guy in a cigar shop one time just had some candy, and then he smoked a cigar, and he's like, yeah, I'm getting a lot of uh, chocolate on this. I go, might have been the candy bar you just ate. <laughs> could have had something to do with that. That right? might have been the candy bar you just ate. Well, and that's one of the reasons that, you know, different cigars will smoke differently at different times, depending on what you had for dinner. Yep. You know, um, one of the things for people that, that, that eat red meat, if you have a really good steak oh. or... Uh, maybe a nice piece of lamb, uh, and then you go for a cigar afterwards, you will get a different experience than what you mm-hmm. get just smoking it, you know, before dinner. Oh, absolutely. Everything you've had on your palate affects everything else on your palate. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the fun of mixing and matching, too, and seeing what goes together and what doesn't. Because you might have two great things, like, for instance, that whiskey you brought is fantastic, this cigar is fantastic, but they don't, they don't go together as well as the previous whiskey in the wow. cigar. Go back to the Breckenridge after you have a uh, mm, drink. I don't have a Breckenridge. Well, I think I, we I can, may have drank mine. We can remedy that, I believe. Oh. <laughs> you do have a Breckenridge. Well, you have what may have been Breckenridge. It's the remnants. It's <laughs> the remnants of the Breckenridge. Well, I'll be interested to see what you think, Ian, uh, if you go back to the Breckenridge after this because uh, it's, wow, it's, it's different. I need more hands. <laughs> <laughs> and here I thought you felt so untethered with that uh, with that wireless mic. Trenton with the with the save. I think that's the only reason you guys asked me here. Yeah, it to is. Hold the mic. Wonderful mic holder. Oh, you know, I, uh, back in the '90s, uh, one of my bands used to we used to play with this band from um, from New Orleans all the time. They were called Rutabaga, and it was a duet. It was a it was a guy on drums and a girl on bass, and that was the whole band, you know. And she used a bunch of effects to make it sound more guitar-like and stuff. A little opposite of what White Stripes yeah. kind of did. But uh, the guy on the bass always cracked me up because he had, uh, he'd play drums. He had a harmonica uh, uh, thing around his neck, you know, so he could play harmonica when little he Bob to. Dylan. But he also would wear this bicycle helmet that he had affixed a gooseneck to uh, for his, for his, his mic. vocal mic. Yeah. <laughs> So they were. A, I think that's what I need for this show. This is the bicycle helmet, you know, just to keep me safe, and then a yeah, gooseneck right. for my mic, and then I have my hands free. Or go-go gadget arm. Yeah. <laughs> go-go gadget that arm. Well. <laughs> so, uh, so take a drink of the uh, other half stout, and then go back to the Breckenridge and tell me what you find. The other half stout. I'm being bossy, but it's it's. You are direction. being very bossy. It is. It's it is direction though. that you will like. Okay, now go back to. Now go back. <laughs> now walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. It gets fruity. Mm-hmm. It gets oddly fruity. Some some of that like dark fruit mm-hmm. uh, of notes coming through there. Now I haven't gone back to the stout. The chocolate in that one is a little more evident too. Now after mm-hmm. I've done that. These are uh, these are great tastes that taste great together. And it brings out coffee in the stout mm-hmm. substantially. Yes, it does. 
Yes, it does. I'm uh, I'm pretty impressed with both of these whiskeys, and uh, and of course this this stout is just terrific. I wonder if it's at 16 percent. Is it more potent than the whiskeys? <laughs> <laughs> it's damn close. <laughs> mm. It's it's standing up there with it. Yeah, for that's sure. for sure. Well. I have to say, Trenton, this cigar has been a wonderful experience. I smoked it down to where it was going to yeah, burn my lips. I'm, and I'm getting close here. Uh, and you're holding that ash very well. Well, that's uh, um, only because I'm not sitting directly next to Ian. The if ash magnet. Were, the, the ash, ash magnet, magnet would have uh, pulled this away. Ashes already. like to fall on me. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break and be back with our uh, final segment. We're live at uh, a wonderful establishment that's been uh, open in... Houston, Texas, for a very long time, called the Briar Shop, and uh, I, I will be, I will before we leave today, I will be smelling pipe tobaccos, because that's <laughs> yes. one of the, that's one of the things you have to do. That's one of the joys here. of this place. It really is. All right, we'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting, show number two hundred and what did I say, fifty three, something halfway like that. to three hundred. Just divide it in half, two hundred fifty three. We'll be right back. <clears throat> Glad you're not teaching my daughter math. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. We want to thank uh, Bill and the entire staff of the Briar Shop for uh, hosting us here today and allowing us to do the show in their uh, lovely little seating area here. It's a great place to come and smoke a cigar or a pipe, for that matter. And I noticed, uh, by the way, when we came in, I think one of the guys behind the counter was smoking a cigar and the other was smoking a pipe. So, you know, it's all well represented. They know what they're doing. And they know what they're doing. They really do know a lot about pipe tobacco. And that's... You know, whenever I have a pipe question, I always call you because you're the you're the pipe guy that I know that knows the most. But uh, but these guys these guys are working with this stuff every day. They're yeah. they're about as knowledgeable I think as you can get. Well, and they get to they get to be here and do research as well, so they get to try out all the different things so they can experience and let you know what what it's all about. Yeah, that's so right. So if you ask that's them right. about a specific cigar profile, they can guide you in the right direction or a specific tobacco for your pipe and a sort of profile. Mm-hmm. And what you like, and they'll direct mm-hmm. you new things to try. Um, Trenton uh, Smith from Oliva has been our special guest today. It, it really was so awesome to be able to smoke this new cigar, which is coming out. You don't have a date in October. We don't have a date. But it's uh, coming in October. Yep. And it'll be at a tobacconist near you. Uh, the Briar Shop will have some, so come and pick them clean because they won't last, uh, they won't last long. Uh, you want to go in on a box, Ian? I'm in on a box. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is uh, this is definitely worthwhile. Um, I I feel like Oliva is. I mean, you guys are almost at, at your peak here. What uh, with the kind of ratings you guys have been getting consistently in the cigar magazines, uh, with a recent 95 for the Serie V uh, uh, Milano, and now with this, like, where do you guys even go from here? You know, it's. It's just such a blessing to be able to work for a company that has resources. Jay Cortez has just put their heart and soul into Oliva and getting us everything that we need. A new factory, a box factory, uh, marketing stuff. I mean, it's just incredible. We really haven't gone through the back order issues that a lot of companies have. Your stuff is very consistently available. And it's, I mean, we really don't have many back orders right now. And that is just a testimonial to our management and our uh, everybody in the factory coordinating together. I mean, it's just been awesome. I mean, you know, I don't want to say it's been awesome going through COVID, 
but it's been awesome seeing how our company has reacted has responded and it's it. been yeah. really incredible seeing Absolutely just right. the logistics of getting everything in place so that we don't get behind. So aside from the obvious 135 years, how long does it take for a cigar like this to come out from inception? From to, planting to, uh, to, to hey, to we're going to do a blend like this to having it out on the market. A cigar like this, yes. 135 years. Well, I that's the obvious one. That's a great uh, just a regular cigar uh, could take two years mm -hmm. from planting to the aging of the tobacco to, the, I mean, you've got to age the tobacco, uh, then you make the cigar, then you have to age the cigar. I mean, it, it just depends on the tobacco. It takes time. But it's a lot of it's time. It's a patient industry. And so many hands touch yes. this product in the manufacturing of it from the time that it's put in the seeds put in the ground to the time that it's boxed to the retailers right. by the time it gets to the consumer so many people have had a role in bringing this product to the consumer we talked about this after we uh, visited aladino in honduras um, and saw what was involved in the operation from the planning mm -hmm. to the growing to the harvesting to all the things that you talked to about the, the rolling, curing the aging. the aging and and we came away amazed that you can buy a cigar for ten dollars with with as many people as or have less to be involved, yeah. or less yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with as many people as have to be involved in that whole process of bringing it to market and getting it to the shelf at well, a place and, like the briar shop and that was the point uh it was the ilusion put out the uh 300 monos mm -hmm. uh that was hands that was that's what that was about was it's uh, apparently it's, it's supposed to be 300 hands have touched yeah. that cigar before it's it got to amazing. Me. And that's amazing. that's not an exaggeration. That's and, absolutely amazing. And the last hands to touch it, which are yours when you smoke it, are the people who get the benefit of those other three. Yes, hands. Sure. yes. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you so much yeah. for bringing Oh, my this pleasure, on. man. Thank you. Yeah, this, is, this has been a pleasure. We'll be uh, buying more of these. And uh, so once again, as we're fond of saying, smoking and toasting directly affects sales. That's right. You guys at least... A couple boxes. Yeah, sold here. right. Exactly. So, uh, Trenton, thank you. You know, you're always welcome here, thank but you it's guys. always a pleasure to have you uh, on the show. And you have a tendency to come in and just be very affable and friendly, not like that Alan Denny guy or, or no. uh, Chris Hart or any of those guys who come on and cause such trouble. Uh, we want to say thanks again to Bill and the staff here at the Briar Shop. Come and uh, buy some uh, cigars and some uh, pipe tobacco from these guys. It, it's it's more than just going shopping. It's uh, coming in and being able to share a really cool experience and, and talk tobacco with these and guys. And part of the culture, even. Absolutely. And what one of the things I love about when we do a, a show at a place like this is getting to see guys that are coming in and buying something, getting to see them walk out with that little package of cigars in their hand and, and this smile on happy smile <laughs> so excited. on their face. It's such Those a wonderful thing. cigars are going thing. to a fun place. Yeah, absolutely. Look at the awesome burn on this, by uh, the way. And look how, look how far I've got this one down to the nub. That's just amazing. Thank you uh, for enjoying Smoking and Toasting with us. We will be back again with you uh, next Thursday live. And, of course, you can always find our shows on all of the podcast networks and uh, at YouTube, which is a good place to uh, check out the show. Go, uh, go watch us on YouTube. Thanks to Adam on the Wheels of Steel. And uh, thank you again for enjoying Smoking and Toasting with us. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you. And as we like to say, cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all. Cheers.